Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. reactionary stuff too often as we talked about and I do appreciate all of the conversation that came about regarding the Major League Baseball discussion that we had a few weeks ago that was uh, very very cool to see always love having conversations about that with people who have listened and can understand my point of view uh, an ongoing issue there that will not be the last time we talk about the Major League Baseball issue regarding minor league baseball franchises and their association with them. Uh, Much more to come on that in months and years to come here. But today, you know, I mentioned I don't want to get into reactionary stuff, but it's hard to avoid this. And this is actually something I I spoke about with Steve for a little bit as we were preparing to record, you know, the main show, if you will. But it, for something like this to even permeate through Steve, who is admittedly one of the least sports-inclined people around, that says something. And I think that's why it's important to talk about. And that isn't the Super Bowl. It's not uh, the big game or the halftime show or the commercials. It's what was on everybody's mind regarding sports the week prior. It was regarding Kobe Bryant. And... You know, I know I'm badgering it. I don't want to, uh, I, but I don't want to overstate it. I'm not here to discuss the reaction around it. I'm here to talk about the way it was looked at from an outsider's perspective. And that's why today what I want to talk about is about athlete and celebrity, a little bit of hero worship, for lack of a better expression, because... There's such a weird dynamic, especially in today's day and age, regarding social media and the way people react to news regarding a celebrity's passing, whether it be timely or untimely. Obviously, it's a little bit different when you read about a 90-something-year-old who was an actor you remember passing away. It's a little more, it eases you a little bit. You understand that they led a full life. You understand that they accomplished a lot, and obviously uh, they were known enough to you that their name stood out when you heard their passing. But outside of standard sorrow, when something like that happens, it it's not too shocking. But when you hear something about Kobe Bryant passing at age 41 in a helicopter crash, it's jarring, even if you're not a basketball fan. Everybody had the same reaction. Um, 
we're not, I'm not here to do the, the split second reaction about, you know, is he uh, one of the best players of all time? I don't care. Who cares anymore? I mean, the man won a bunch of titles, scored a bunch of points, but in hindsight right now, who cares? And I think the, the, the lasting impact that we can take from this incident and Kobe Bryant's passing along with, with eight others in that helicopter crash, including his teenage daughter, is just how much these people that we never know can actually impact our lives. And I thought a lot about that this week, and I mentioned I was talking to even Steve about it, because it's a topic of conversation and something that I kind of, I think about a lot in times like these, because of the, obviously there's a generational gap. So if you went, you know, if you told me, you know, a few weeks ago that a, an old celebrity from the sixties had passed away, I'd say, Oh, okay, whatever. But to my parents or to anybody else in that generation, me exclaiming that Paul Walker passed away is the same deference. They don't know who he is, but I also think we're in a day and age now where it affects this generation more. These celebrities are more accessible. So more, for lack of a better term, relatable. Obviously, they're millionaires and sometimes billionaires traveling on private planes and playing games for a living and acting for a living. But we see them so much more now. Generations past, you wouldn't see this. You wouldn't notice, uh, you wouldn't have paparazzi shots of where, uh, you know, Ben Simmons is eating dinner with a Jenner. You wouldn't have uh, footage of so-and-so getting drunk in a hotel in Las Vegas. Those didn't exist. You just heard stories. But celebrity culture is so much more accessible now. For the good or bad, that's for everyone to decide on their own. But it creates this sense of loss that, for a lot of people, it's hard to translate. A lot of people don't understand it. Kobe Bryant wasn't a part of these people's lives who are mourning his death. Kobe Bryant wasn't, you know, getting, even sending these people the mass Merry Christmas text message. He wasn't sending birthday gifts. It's, it's a day and age now and worship isn't the right expression because that's not, that's not being fair to the people who enjoy celebrities and athletes, me included. I mentioned Paul Walker. And when talking to Steve and others about Kobe Bryant's passing, Paul Walker is the one that came to mind. Not because I was in love with everything that Paul Walker had done or, you know, couldn't wait to get out to every Paul Walker movie. But I watched him and enjoyed him and I thought he appeared to be a pretty nice guy. But it's that sense of a punch in the stomach when you hear about something like this. Somebody taken, obviously, far too soon uh, in, in the midst of kind of the prime of their career. And I know that sounds weird talking about Kobe Bryant at age 41, retired from the NBA, but he was doing some really incredible things. Coaching his daughter, running basketball academies, just being around the game of basketball and being an ambassador. He was doing really amazing things in his second career after playing. And Paul Walker was in probably the the heart of his career there with the Fast and the Furious franchise. But that's the one thing I can compare it to is it's such a gut punch and hard to understand. And that brings me to my larger point today 
is this weird kind of war on both sides that, that you encounter. And again, it's social media driven. So it's not fair to say that this is a common thing. Obviously it's happening in a social media vacuum, which doesn't really uh, speak for the world as we found out in the 2016 election. Social media is a special kind of vacuum that doesn't, uh, doesn't speak for even a, a majority of opinions. But if you were to click on a, whether it be an ESPN generated post, well, probably not an ESPN, but if you went to like an ABC News post with the headline regarding the helicopter crash and the passing of those nine people, a large number of those comments would be along the lines of, don't care, who was he? Never heard of him. And that speaks to a lot of things. That speaks to the nature of basketball, which in reality, is in its infancy and becoming a worldwide sport. It wasn't too long ago that Yao Ming was looked at as an ambassador for that game to become popular in Asia. Jeremy Lin followed that, but it's still a game that is pretty regional. We talked about this with baseball. It's a pretty regional sport. Basketball, now it is growing at a rapid rate around the world. As you see in the Olympics and these other contests that games uh, are, are becoming closer with the United States. But the idea that the rest of the world is kind of shrugging their shoulders isn't really fair to a lot of these people who have lived and breathed basketball. A lot of communities, basketball is life. Whether it be lower income or travel basketball, it doesn't matter. A lot of people use basketball to cope. A lot of people use basketball to try to better themselves into a college education and possibly a career that goes with all sports. So what I'm trying to get at here, and obviously very, very long, long form way to do it, is that the way we handle loss of life, celebrity wise, athlete wise, people we don't know, it's okay to struggle with it. And there's this weird sense that, well, you didn't know him. Why do you care? But that's not the point for a lot of people. Kobe Bryant may be the reason that they started playing basketball at a young age. And maybe in a roundabout way, that's what was able to connect them with a parent or a sibling that they didn't get along with or just didn't have anything in common with until basketball came into their lives. He speaks for a lot, a pretty big generation of basketball talent and basketball youth who grew up on him, who grew up on seeing him score buckets of points, just truckloads of points for the LA Lakers during their heyday in the, in the early two thousands. This pushback that because you didn't know him, you can't care. It, it minimizes the sense of worth that they brought into your life. And that can be an actor in regards to movies that can be an athlete in regards to the game they played. They always do these TV ads, and this is for every sport, basketball, baseball, football, that the game is bigger. Uh, the game is bigger than uh, the actual competition. And it makes sense in times like these to understand that because basketball for a lot of people is a language that, Maybe they didn't know how to communicate with other people. And them 
playing basketball and watching basketball and being a part of that game was their way to connect to different people and their way to connect to different generations. It's okay to feel that sting of loss. It's okay to read these tweets from people who never knew Kobe Bryant to say that they've been crying for a couple of days straight. There's not a lot of athletes before Kobe Bryant who were known for their, like, shoes. You know, that you think about it now, every basketball player, every athlete from this corner to the next has a, has a shoe deal and has their shoe in, in exclusive shops that are way too much money. Kobe Bryant was in the heyday of that. He was one. He was on the forefront of that. Kobe Bryant revel, started revolutionizing a game and was really part of the first uh, super team. When he had Shaquille O'Neal on the Lakers, I mean, they were as near an unstoppable force as we've seen up until the LeBron James Miami Heat era. He was the reason a lot of people cared about basketball in Los Angeles, which is, in general, a pretty indifferent sports fan community. You know, before the Rams and the Chargers were there now, football teams had come and gone through there. Kobe Bryant made that a must-see area. But more than that, he transcended basketball. Athletes weren't regulars on the late-night talk show circuit. Sure, you'd have skits with Andre the Giant way back in his prime. But you didn't have an athlete that people would know by face, would know by their first name. Outside of LeBron today, maybe Steph. Or Steph you, you don't have those. Kobe and Shaq. That's the era that brought people to this game. And for better or worse, and whether you like to admit it or not, becoming a sports fan, a young age, teenage, middle age, it can change your life. It can consume you. Not always for the best, but it becomes ingrained in you that you feel that loss even when they lose a game. I've talked on the on our other podcast about how I used to just have absolute Tantrums isn't the right word, but I would get so angry when the Detroit Lions would lose. So angry. I would have to go ride my bike and just stay silent. And I remember clenching my fists. And that's just losing the game. So imagine being that age range. Or imagine being that affected by the Los Angeles Lakers or by Kobe Bryant. And then having that news drop on you a couple of weeks ago. So for anybody out there who's trying to say it's not okay for you to be that sad or it doesn't make any sense for you to be that sad, it it is. And it's not okay for you to say that. Sports affect lives differently, and that's an okay thing to see now. Can it be taken too seriously? Absolutely. For crying out loud, ESPN has four networks that run 24-hour coverage about sports, and half the time it's the same discussions. But sports can have some meaning in your life without you having to feel like it doesn't matter. Now, Kobe Bryant's death affected me not overly emotionally until you see those tribute videos of of him with his children, him coaching his daughter, him hugging his daughter, 
all of these things and the way people revered him, that's what affects me most is the humanity of, of, you know, essentially that young father. I mean, he was only 40. He had children age, you know, from teenage years down to infants. That that's what emotionally upset me. But it's totally acceptable for someone to feel like they lost an extended part of their family. They might not see Kobe like we talked about, but they might go to an event that he might be at. They might go to a Laker game that he's at or whether his jersey's being retired or whatever. It makes 100% sense to me that losing your favorite athlete at a young age or an old age can affect you the same as if you lose an uncle, an aunt, a cousin. And in a lot of ways, those athletes... Those celebrities may very well have shaped who you are more than those extended members of your family. And that's okay. I don't think it should be labeled hero worship. I don't think it should be looked down on or made fun of. If you're affected by the passing of something that others may minimize, it's important to realize that different things can affect you much differently than the person next to you. And this is one of those instances. But that's really what I wanted to get to this week on sports. I didn't want to talk a lot uh, about his career, where he fits in the pantheon of top players. That, that Again, that's not really this podcast. It's not the purpose of this podcast. It's never going to be. I'm also not going to sit here and break down the Super Bowl. It doesn't make sense. There's been countless hours of coverage on it. Uh, Nothing new you're going to glean from Sports Tate that you haven't already if you're interested in analysis of the Super Bowl. What I did want to get to, though, before we go, is a few takes that got sent in this past week to be rated. And this is always an option. Please do send those in. You can find it on Twitter. Find us on Twitter at Steve and Kyle. You can even use uh, my personal Twitter at KPAFF. 3587 just do hashtag rate my take and drop it there i'll keep a note of it so that way i can uh, in an upcoming episode i can give you a rating what i would really prefer is if you drop me a text message or a voicemail at the phone number we have here for the podcast 424-30-SK-POD that's 424-30-75763 drop me a note there a voicemail there so i can play it the next episode so i can properly rate your take so i posted this on twitter and on facebook looking for takes to rate this week and i got a handful and i gotta tell you it spanned the globe in terms of good and bad friend andy patterson on facebook dropped this note regarding the green bay packers saying they won't be good again until they can crawl out from under Aaron Rodgers' huge contract. Says he's a Packers fan himself. Now that is something... Listen, I was wrong. when I, The one time I gave some predictions this year, I believe I said the Green Bay Packers will finish in the bottom half of the NFC North. And obviously I was wrong. They won the division. They made the playoffs. And they were a bit exposed in the playoffs, though. They were a, I think they won 11 games this year, but they didn't look like an 11 win team. And that, but that's not Aaron Rodgers' fault. I see what Andy's saying here is that the contract of Aaron Rodgers is prohibiting them from, 
from really reaching that next level in terms of free agents and other players that they can attract. So Andy Patterson, that is that is like a that's like a seven and a half on the scale of ten. Ten flames for rate my take. That is impressive. There was a bit of a trade Rogers bandwagon growing when they lost to the San Francisco 49ers. It's uh, one of the dumbest things I've heard, though. One of the dumbest things I've heard. No offense, Andy. No offense. But uh, that is one of the premier quarterbacks in the NFL, as much as I dislike him. To trade him right now, uh, you're not going to get much value because his contract is pretty big, uh, and you're essentially starting over. The grass is not always greener. Go ahead and ask a lot of teams uh, who have shuttled out veteran quarterbacks for players not named Patrick Mahomes, who is the exception to the rule. Jordan Bentley announced his hot take being dropped, uh, and he said, and now this is a biggie. I hope everybody's sitting down. Because he says, the Detroit Lions will win the Super Bowl before the Dallas Cowboys will win their next one. Now that's a scorcher. That's a scorcher for on a couple of levels, Jordan. On one side, because you're you're saying the Detroit Lions will win something. And I gotta tell you, about 60 years of history says you're wrong. Uh, 60 years being the last time they won an NFL championship. Or about another number, 28 years. The last time they had a playoff win. 1992 with Barry Sanders on the team. So, okay. Your counterpoint being before the Cowboys. Now, that's where you really ratchet up the uh, the thermostat here on the take. Because the Dallas Cowboys, a lot of people seem to think, are a coach away. And they made that change when they got rid of Jason Garrett. Now, who knows what they're getting in Mike McCarthy, who a lot of people attribute to the mediocrity of the Green Bay Packers the last five years. But a lot of people seem to think the Dallas Cowboys were a coaching change away from being uh, one of the best teams in football. Talent-wise, they're already there. So let's see if they can get over the hump. So Jordan Bentley, that's an eight. That's a hard eight, maybe an eight and a half on the take thermometer. And next week when I have, or next episode, when I have a little time, we'll recap the take thermometer so I can properly assign temperatures to this using the take thermometer from our friend Zach Ruddick on Twitter and Facebook, and I can repost that as well. That's all I had this week. Uh, a little shorter episode, I mentioned. These are going to be varying in length. 15 minutes, might be 30 minutes, might be 40 minutes. Uh, going to stretch a lot of topics. So thanks for bearing with me this week. Wanted to get to some of that Kobe Bryant stuff, but I always like to look at it from a different angle, uh, not see things and not talk about things that have already been talked about. So thanks for bearing with me. Uh, always appreciate the discussion. Again, please find us on Twitter and Facebook at Stephen Kyle, so you can chime in on wh- what I talked about this week. And more importantly, drop your takes for hashtag rate your take. I'll get to that in, uh, in the next episode as well. Or leave me a voicemail or a text message, 42430-SK-POD. That's 424-307-5763. That's all I got for you this time. We'll talk to you in two weeks.